Good morning, Stone Village, and happy Sunday. I hope that all of you are well and safe on the second Sunday of Lent. All is well in my world. The Lord be with you, and let us pray. Holy One, as we travel through these long shadows of Lent, strip us of our attachments and addictions, that we might bear our souls to you. Render us deaf and blind to the distractions of want, that we might hear and see only the demands of the gospel and break through our spiritual blockades that we might know your relentless love. In Christ's name we pray, amen. The reading today is from John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Nicodemus asked, How is it possible for an adult to be born? It's impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of the flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. God's Spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. It's the same with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said, How are these things possible? Jesus answered, You are a teacher of Israel, and you don't know these things. I assure you that we speak about what we know and testify about what we have seen, but you don't receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things, and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the human one. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the human one be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish but will have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. At night, Nicodemus came to Jesus. I wonder if that's not true for all of us. Nighttime life is different from daytime life. At night, our surroundings are obscured in shadow, and we struggle to see clearly. At night, life feels less secure, our identity less certain. One can easily become lost and confused. At night, caution becomes our companion. Life feels at greater risk in the darkness. At night, one's fears, kept at bay in the light of day, are set free to torment and 
horrify us. At night, life is more challenging, unsettling, and at times, even painful. As a child, I was afraid of the night. I still fear the night today, for different reasons, though. It was night when my mamma and papa died. It was night when I was notified my mom had her first grandma seizure. It was night when I lost my first patient as a chaplain. It was night when I realized I would need to close Stone Village due to COVID-19. In all of those nighttime moments, who I was in the light of day, my identity, my purposefulness, my accomplishments, my work, my reputation, my knowledge, my determination, those things born of the flesh provided me no stability or meaningful answers. In the nighttime of my life, my life felt unfamiliar, changed, untethered. I didn't know what to do or what to say, which was difficult for me to accept. Life, though, is different at night. I believe we all know what that is like. We live daytime lives and we live nighttime lives. By day, we live life with a sense of identity and security. We have a place and a purpose. Life has meaning and direction. In the nighttime of life, life feels hidden. Facets of life don't make sense. We don't understand. And we struggle to make our way forward in the dark. We almost always live better in the light of day, which is not surprising. Daytime life is the life we have created for ourselves. The problem, though, is when nighttime falls. We feel afraid, incomplete, and vulnerable. Most of us do whatever we can to avoid the darkness. It's never our first choice. It is, however, necessary, critically necessary, for our faith. There's a reason why we are marked with ashes at the beginning of Lent and reminded of our mortality. We need to remember what is born of the flesh is flesh. And there is more to us and our lives than what we create for ourselves. Of course, the great temptation in the nighttime of our lives is to believe if we just get the right answer, if we can understand and explain it all, then we'll know what to do. We'll see a way forward. But such an exploration is exhausting and futile. The right answer is always beyond our grasp. Further, the quest for the right answer leaves us believing we are solely responsible for shaping and cultivating meaning, security, and purpose for our lives. And the truth is, we are not, which is a difficult lesson to learn. 
Nicodemus came to Jesus at night asking, how can these, these things be? He sought answers, information. He believed if he just had the right answer, the nighttime condition of his life and his faith would change. Jesus, though, did not provide Nicodemus with answers, at least not easily understood answers. He told Nicodemus he must be born from above. And two verses later, he tells Nicodemus, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven without being born of water and the spirit. Nicodemus remains in the dark. Jesus' explanation doesn't make sense to him. It's impossible for a person to be born twice, and that's true. But Jesus isn't speaking about physical birth. He's speaking about spiritual birth. What Nicodemus could not understand was deliverance from this long night of his life could not be achieved through self-sufficiency. You see, faith is more than an academic pursuit. Faith is believing in what cannot readily be seen or easily understood. Our infinite God is beyond our finite abilities. True faith is surrendering of self, those things born of the flesh, and trusting in God's ability over one's own ability. So the nighttime of life is not a time for us to gather more data, try harder, do more, or make sense of what is happening. It is a time of surrendering, surrendering of self to God and opening ourselves to God's dreams for our lives. It is a time of trusting there is more hidden in the darkness than we can see. It is a time of letting the wind of God blow where it will and change our lives. Understand, in the nighttime of life, the problem is not the darkness. It's never the darkness. But our fear and confusion about what the darkness means. And so what if the darkness, those nighttime moments of our lives, is the border between us and a fuller life? What if the darkness is the means by which God transforms our lives and calls us into our truer and more authentic selves? What if we experienced the darkness as an invitation of becoming rather than something to be feared? What if, as people of faith, we trusted God's sufficiency in the darkness over our own. And finally, what if we understood new life is born in the darkness? In time, new life was born in Nicodemus. And that is also true for others in the biblical canon, Lazarus, Moses, Esther, Gideon, Ruth, King David, Hagar, 
and for Jesus himself. And is your life and my life less valuable to God? No. And so, yes, life is different at night. It's difficult, it's painful, and it's unsettling. Yet Lent is our reminder, the nighttime of life, no matter how dark or painful, no matter how unsettling and challenging, is always filled with the promise of new life, abundant life, God's own life. So don't fight or try to flee. Surrender all you thought you were and be open to change. Be open to be born anew. Now, I know you're wondering because you're human. How does this, this happen? And there you go again, asking questions, seeking answers. I don't know. I can't tell you how it happens, but I can tell you why it happens. It happens because God loves you. And what God loves, God loves everlastingly. And God will never abandon you or me or anyone to the darkness. And for that, I say, thanks be to God. Amen. I give thanks to God for each of you, and I pray this day you bear witness to the love of God in this world. Bear witness to the love of God so those to whom love is a stranger, they will find in you a generous and loving friend. In the name of Christ Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. I love you, stoners. I hope that you have a glorious day, and I will see you soon. Bye.